Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy whether one line of plot holes or two it is poopies. It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy. This movie is about a young, seemingly unbeatable lawyer from a small town in Florida. He gets offered a job to go to New York and works with the largest law firm in the world. With his wife and his wife Marianne is able to jump the opportunity. Soon Marianne begins to dislike the city and Kevin's job. She urges him to quit and go back to Florida, but he starts to think she might be going insane. The longer he works, however, his life seems to make more sense. But is it too late? Dun, dun, dun! This is Devil's Advocate. Yes. One of, <laughs> I, 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 the, possibly one of the top five greatest bad movies of all time. Oh, absolutely. This is a spectacularly bad, amazing movie. I mean, okay. Well... First off, introduction. I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. Everything I Learned from Movies. And this is episode number, I think we're to 19? Yeah, oh. episode 19. Oh, the yeah. Devil's Advocate. Our podcast is almost your teenage, honey. Almost. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of my cigarettes now. <laughs> On that note, I'm feeling a bit parched. Oh, well, I'll let me get a beverage for you. Uh, this first beverage is something that mysteriously popped up in our fridge, and we have no idea how that could have happened. We're actually um, very unclear at the origins of this beer. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Work of the Devil. It, that's uh, the only thing that it could be. But it is the king of beers. Budweiser. Not America as it's going by during the <laughs> summer. So this apparently has been there at least a couple of months, but uh, it is Budweiser. We're, it's just Bud, the classic Bud. There's one moment we'll pour this for you, sweetie. All right. So he's reaching for a bottle opener, which says, I heart dr- day drinking, because <laughs> we do. It is true. <laughs> All right. Still carbonated. That's a good sign. Ah! Ah! Mm. Excellent. That is crystal clear. <laughs> It is a light straw color. Uh, it's got an incredible amount of head on it, probably from uh, how vigorously I poured it. Because apparently <laughs> I don't pour vigorously enough in past episodes. Uh, I'm sucking the head! <laughs> <laughs> All right, she's taking a sip of this uh, beechwood age lager. Mm. Um, <laughs> she uh, is making a face. I don't know if she's looking for somewhere to spit it out or she's choking on it. That was all ahead. I was choking on it. Mm, choking on the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are your thoughts, sweetie? 
Alright, my thoughts on this delightful beach Beachwood aged lager. Um, it's very light and crisp. Very, very <laughs> clean. Um, it's got almost a little bit of a green apple flavor to it, which is something you would be looking for in a beer like this. And one of the things I think people like about it. Super, super highly carbonated. Um, <coughs> that is a lot of green apple. Uh, yeah. I think that might be that it's not just a little white stripping. <laughs> white shark would be more skunk. I think you haven't had a real bud in a long time. I really haven't, yeah. We had a bud light a couple of weeks ago for a, for a class, because we're taking a beer class. Yeah. But we haven't had a real bud in years, at least for me. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I don't know if it's one of those haven't had it in a while, but... So, I heard a rumor, and I need Steve to collaborate, since he is my, uh, my encyclopedia of all things Utah. Is it true that this beer is not allowed in Utah? This version, I think, in Utah, I think like in grocery stores, it'll probably be 3.2%. And so whereas this one is probably like 4 or 4.3, whatever. Probably 3.5. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, um, I'm not sure the exact process of this. They just stop the fermentation sooner or they just water it down or what. But, but yeah, water it down. And in grocery stores, it's going to be like 3.2%. That may have changed slightly since uh, you know we had the Olympics back in 2002. Uh, but I know whenever I go back, it's like basically anything over, yeah, I want to say 3.2 has to go through the uh, the Utah State Land liquor stores. Yeah, unless it's brewed in the in unless the it's brewed in the state, and then um, it can go up to like nine or ten percent or something like that. <laughs> and some some local breweries, that's all they make are the big beers, like Epic Brewing. Epic brewing. If you can ever get a hold of Epic Brewing, try some of that. It's pretty oh, damn good. So yeah, so it's a king of beers. <coughs> Not horrible. It's totally drink <laughs> it's more drinkable than I remember it being. Yeah. On a hot refreshing day or, oh my gosh. On a hot day that can be quite refreshing. I yeah. would say that. Absolutely. My only thing with it is it really has almost the flavor of just like green apple sparkling water. Yeah. I might just save the calories. Yeah. Save it save for something good? No. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of uh, saving calories for something good, the devil's advocate. Oh, devil's advocate. Ugh. Keanu Reeves, Al Pacino, Shirley Theron. Oh my god. Mm. Oh. Yeah, this movie's uh, pretty amazing. Uh, a little brief summary uh, before, but yeah, it's basically about a uh, a young upstart, I'd say about thirty year old lawyer played by Keanu Reeves mm -hmm. and his wife uh, Shirley Theron. Yeah, no, uh, I think they're like twenty five. Yeah, 25. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. I was trying to work the math. No, because, anyway, spoiler alert, the mother says she was in New York 30 years earlier. Ha! Ah, oh, she did. Remember when she finished the story? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, getting ahead of ourselves. So, yeah. Uh, finish the story. <laughs> so, Prime Charlize Theron's also in this movie. I, oh, probably yeah. one of her first major roles in Hollywood. I would um, just like to say a um, lot of nipples in this. Yes. And a couple of bushes. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, uh, very free with the female body in this movie. Mm -hmm. Watch it just for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's a lawyer. He's never lost. He's like 64 and 0, 65 and 0, something like that. You know, it's a whole big deal. Like he's <laughs> never lost the case. 66 and 0. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. um, 69 and 0. And 
and he's down in Florida. Um, and then he gets recruited by a big New York firm that does like international cases and all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need a criminal lawyer. Yeah, they need a criminal division now, not just maritime law and all this other stuff. It's, uh, apparently, there's good money in it. Um, mm-hmm. And so they recruit Kevin. At first, just to like help with jury selection, but uh, his new boss, John Milton, played by Al Pacino, oh. really, really takes a liking to him. Yeah, it does. For some reason, can't quite tell why, other than. Moves him into an apartment that is bigger than the entire plot of land my duplex is on. That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, there's, there's square acreage. I'm showing both units in both backyards. Like in <laughs> it, it's half of a New York City block, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. Not bad indeed. That's bigger than any house I've for, ever lived in. For, for what's essentially a paralegal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, um, yeah, so he shows up in New York. Uh, his mom's wary of it because, you know, she's just a backwoods girl from Florida. Who's she's re- very into her church. Little single mom, really into the church. And like, oh, you can't go there. There's nothing but spinners and whores. In it's New Babylon. Babylon. You remember what happened to Babylon? <laughs> by the way, played by Judith Ivy. Always, uh, always good to see her in the I send you <laughs> out as sheep amongst the wolves. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> So they show up there. Things start off pretty good. Like they make lots of money. Uh, huge apartment. People seem nice. Uh, then the Charlize is not working. So she, all she's oh, doing she, is putting her on the apartment and talking with her neighbors, who are some high-end New York rich wives, who seem to pretty much just want to torture her. Yeah, it's really weird. And so it's like, why do you hang out with them? Because that's why all she knows. New friends. <laughs> right? Well, apparently this movie's before Starbucks was invented, and we all know that's how adults make friends at Starbucks. That's true, Starbucks, yeah. There's and no Starbucks, there's no meetup, there's, there's no, no meet Tinder. Up. That's right, this is 97. There's barely internet and cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably got an AOL account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and and then visions start, she starts having, like, hallucinations and, uh, like, dreams that just are just really, like, She's, okay, she's, they're trying to get pregnant and have a family now that they can afford it. Well, first off, it starts with uh, some of the, the neighbor ladies were like, well, you either have fun and play or you re- you uh, reproduce. Like, that's what you do with a household. Like, like life. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, right, let's have a baby. And then she's like, well, Keanu, you got to be home long enough to fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... That would be okay. That would be pretty easy to do, I would think. I feel like that's the most unbelievable part of this movie, yeah. is that Keanu Reeves was not on top uh, of her. I'm too busy to bang 26-year-old Charlize Theron. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i got to plan my whole day around that. Around not, not, bang, not banging her. People are like, sorry, sweetie, we can't keep this job. I'm here fucking you too much. <laughs> Honey, we're going to start it as if one of us doesn't get to get food. <laughs> we're uh, in New York, baby. We uh, can't but We're on the other side of the apartment. That's like a half-hour walk. <laughs> <laughs> so something that uh, we have not addressed yet in this, their accents. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the Florida accent. Very, very rural, rural Florida. And Keanu yeah. Reeves, you know, with any kind of accent work, is just amazing. <laughs> 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 and, and when he's in a courtroom, sometimes he slips into uh, the uh, 
chicken lawyer from Futurama. Or <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> well, I'm just a southern chicken lawyer. I don't know much about the case. But <laughs> and you ain't, you may not like this man I am defending. In fact, I don't like him. But when I'm done, you, you can't just convict him because you don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs> really? Oh, really? and okay, so uh, his first big case. Yeah, a couple of things get get up, and oh, the, his yeah. first case he takes the lead on, uh, he's covering for a real estate mogul in New York who's apparently a bazillionaire, uh, played by Craig T. Nelson. Oh, Craig not T. Donald Nelson. Trump at all, though. No, Just not at all. I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's um, involved in a triple homicide. Uh, but he says he was he was with his assistant all his night. Ex-wife. Ex-wife. Uh, stepson and, and the maid, I think maid. it was. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was some some scenario, but but yeah, those are the three. Uh, but his stepdaughter was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Apparently, she was later. away for the weekend. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but he's uh, he's supposed to get him out of trouble and. Um, Keanu was supposed to. Get Keanu, him. yes, yeah. Sorry, Keanu's in charge of uh, saving Craig T. Nelson. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's taking up more and more of his time, and his wife is having more and more hallucinations. And she does. She has a creepy dream that about like she hears a noise in the well. She hears a noise in the apartment. And she gets up and she walks around and she finds a little baby in one of the rooms that she's working on. And she's like, "Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? Like, what are you doing here, little guy?" The baby turns around and has her ovaries in his hands. Mm -hmm. And then she looks down. And she's covered in blood, and she starts flipping her shit. And so, of course, Keanu rushes home, and he's like, what, what happened? What happened, babe? And I'm there, and it has my ovaries. This place, these people took my ovaries. Stop. Reset. No, that was a different part. That, that was, was after part. Yeah. he left her at the party. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, um, he left me up there for three hours and didn't even call and tell me. Well, stop. Reset. I left you at a party for three hours for oh. my job. But you asked, you, I specifically asked you to not leave me alone with those people. You promised me. It's not like I could have just come downstairs to my apartment. It's not like we were just in the penthouse of the building everyone we know lives in. That's true. Uh, yeah. So he, and that's, he, he oh, and like by a, the way, that is where um, Pacino convinces her to chop off all her hair because the <laughs> neck The is, neck is like a border town. Oh my god, we haven't even started all, on Pacino in this movie. all the mystery of a border town. It's the gateway between the shoulders, the heart, and the mind. And, oh, oh my god, this is Pacino's <laughs> greatest film by far. He is the most Pacino-y in this movie. There's well, no other movie where he's more Pacino-y. More than Scarface, oh, more absolutely. than Godfather, absolutely. more than anything he's won Academy Awards and stuff for, like Dog Day Afternoon or whatever. This is Pacino at his absolute finest. Absolute. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if the uh, title kind of gives it away. He's the devil. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert! The person again. The commercials are yeah. A spoiler. It's <laughs> weather's where he's yelling and immersed in flames. Yeah, that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's advocate. <laughs> what an odd title for this movie. That's obviously a John Christian novel. <laughs> Fun fact: In the church, do you know what the devil's advocate is? No. In the Catholic Church. Uh, someone who takes the side of the devil? 
No, so when saints are um, to be canonized, or like when people are to be canonized to become saints, uh, there is a clergyman who's elected the devil's advocate who basically has to go through and go like, all right, have like the miracles been performed? Like, are they are they really a saint or are they just the uh, devil? Mm. Like trying. So they're the to lawyer that decides whether someone is saintly or not. Yeah. Interesting. It's an official position. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I was always assumed that it was one of my favorite games to play, uh, particularly with you. Oh, I love, so I love those fun. I play it, it too with you, honey. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's one of our favorite games where it's like, we'll say something like... Um, we should really save the whales because they're just like really important. But really, what are the whales doing for us? Uh, they are apex predators. Are they though? Well, I mean, humans eat them, but they, other they eat humans. shrimp. I mean, no. If like, they don't eat shrimp, other things will eat shrimp. Oh my gosh, they're probably eating so much shrimp they are killing so many other sea creatures right now. Killer whales don't eat shrimp. Uh, what do they eat? Dolphins, souls? It's dolphins and baby otters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or more appropriately, like for this podcast, it'll be something like uh, Izzy will say something like, "Big Trouble in Little China" is Kurt Russell's best movie. Absolutely. And I'll be like. Really? Yeah. Not overboard? Not overboard. Not Tango and Cash? Not Tango and Cash. Not Miracle? No. Mm, I don't know. Big Trouble in Little China. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's been in uh, movies that made a lot more money. Maybe, I, but that doesn't mean they're the best ones. I'm not even sure it's the best John Carpenter movie he's been in. Ha- have you oh. seen The Thing? You know what? Or is, is Jack Burton <laughs> in The Thing? Uh, no. Is Wang Chi in The Thing? Uh, no, I don't believe then so. Then it's not the best one. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go like this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and we do. And that's why we'll say something like, hmm, Pacino's best movie. There, there's, there's no argument. There's no argument. <laughs> However, there's an argument, is this Keanu's most Keanu performance? Ooh. I am going to say it's a toss-up between this and, hear me out, Constantine. I, I'm hearing you out. Please explain. <laughs> In Constantine, he just lays there like a dead fish, looking grumpy, and it's pretty much a Keanu performance. That's, that's Keanu performance. Well, I I don't know. I I'm I like Point Break. Point Break is really good, but I feel like he actually does some acting there. Really? Well, I mean, he does Keanu acting. Yeah. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, The Matrix is pretty deadpan, so that should be up there, too. Hey, our podcast joined us. Our podcast. Caster Troy. <laughs> he is just lounging in here listening to us mumble about nothing. Absolutely. Uh, so back to the old advocate. And by the way, I believe that was him agreeing with me that uh, Constantine might be a good contender. Maybe I'll have to watch that one again. All I remember is Peter Stormare is the devil in that one, right? I think the, so. The, the guy who has the bad Russian accent in Armageddon and... Oh my other god. Movie he's in. Oh my god, honey. <laughs> Are we gonna have to just do a string of bad Keanu Reeves movies? Uh like an entire Keanu month. Somebody tweet to us and tell us how many more Keanu Reeves movies we need to do. I mean point break's definitely gotta come up eventually. Oh absolutely. <laughs> and John Wick's just a guilty pleasure. Oh, John Wick's a good movie and we only do bad movies, honey. That's true. Oh we got plenty of bad ones to choose from. <laughs> um so Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Speaking of Good movies. The director of this movie was uh, Taylor Hackford. Um, he's done some other movies, though. What um, kind of movies, Steve? A pretty diverse range. Uh, his first big one was Officer and a Gentleman. Ooh. 
That's uh, a real movie. Yeah, he also did uh, Blood In, Blood Out. Never saw it. Uh, it's referred to on Film Vault a couple times. Uh, Vatos Locos Forever! Okay. Yeah, it's a, it was like a miniseries or something, I think. Uh, Dolores Claiborne, that was a early 90s Kathy Bates movie, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. I feel like it was a King novel or something. But, um, Proof of Life. Okay. Ray. He directed Ray, the Ray Charles Academy Award winning Jamie Foxx movie. From the director of Devil's Advocate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> From the director of Devil's Advocate. And blood in, blood out comes. <laughs> The story of Ray Charles. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so as diverse as these movies are, they're all kind of like that. You can feel the style. Like yeah, I yeah, yeah. thinking about it, I'm like. I mean, see what you about this movie. It's well shot. Absolutely. I mean, there's some. I mean, there's some gorgeous shots I, in it. I love John Milton Office. I oh, wait, you mean his apartment? Apartments, well, yes, exactly. Where does he sleep? The apartment with no bed and no chairs. And Where does he sleep? Who says he sleeps? Where does he fuck? Everywhere! <laughs> yeah. That might be my favorite scene in this entire, it's, entire movie. So it's not the 20-minute uh, monologue at the end of the movie? <laughs> Okay, so there is a 20-minute monologue where, like, shit's going down for real. And, like, there's, there's all these scenes. Like, oh. John Milton's just talking about there's all these scenes going back and forth. I won't lie, I was playing on my phone while he was doing the monologue, and, like, the first the first couple lines, I was like, wait, this isn't making any sense. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to it. I'm yeah. not going to watch the scenes. I'm going to be Keanu Reeves. I'm just looking at Al Pacino's face. I'm not seeing what's going on yeah. through the rest of the universe. I don't, I don't think he was looking at his face. He was just kind of like looking off, like thinking of his own kind of listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would, you know, in the movie, so audience is paying attention. It's like doing flashes of like what he's talking about. Oh, there's an absentee landlord. And it shows like a picture of a church oh, or somebody walking the, down. I was seeing the other one when, um, oh, when, when the, oh, the, bus- when the business manager gets murdered. In oh, the park. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. When the, Former head of oper- manager, manager of operations. operations or whatever is killed in the park. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's a good ten minute one there while it's showing like that thing going that down. That was the one I was not watching. I was just <laughs> listening. It makes absolutely no just sense. Talking about nothing, and I, I just pictured Keanu just kind of zoning out. <laughs> he was because he was busy like thinking about his wife. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's right. She had just gotten committed. And, oh. No, she was about to be. He. That's yeah. when he got the call that she was in the church. Ah. So it was like oh, he was man. like, I think she's really flipping. She's not doing so hot. And then it's like, oh, this guy got murdered. And Al Pacino goes on this rant like, well, I just don't feel like he was with us in the first place. And that's well, people like him, they just want to take and take and take. Destroy Mother Earth, and all, all they oh, want is money. Yeah. He's and being blah, murdered blah, blah. during that monologue. Cause yeah. They actually don't know he's dead yet, but they're just like, what are we going to do about him? That was after... Okay, so the manager confronted Keanu, saying, like, you're going to take my job. Why are you now a partner? Yeah. Um, he then decides to go for... Uh, the manager decides to go for a walk in the park to meet with an FBI agent. Yeah. And that's when Keanu goes and, and talks to Al Pacino, like, hey, like, what's going what's on? What's going on? What... During yeah. this monologue, he gets the business manager gets murdered in the park, and Keanu's wife Charlize uh, ends up naked in a church, completely covered. In oh, that's when they were in. Yeah. No, okay, because that happened, 
and they find out that the guy died, and then he has to go to court to, oh, th- to yeah. save Craig T. Nelson, basically, get, get him yeah. off. To get him off. Um, and then it's while he's in court all day with Al Pacino the there when he gets the call that his wife is it's in the church. church and and yeah. then she says that she had sex with Al Pacino and that she wanted it, but she didn't want it. And then she throws off her blanket. She's naked and just covered in scratches. And yeah. like, he did this to me. And Kevin's just like, what did you do to yourself? Oh, I was oh in court God, with him Oh, my God. Day. He was in court with me all day. Oh, let's, let's get you some help, babe. That's when she gets committed. Uh, so, so the first time I watched this movie. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember the first time you watched it. I think you said you watched it on TV. I watched, a, I watched a TV edit. First time I watched it, it just come out on... VHS, because it was like mm-hmm. 97, 98. I had just been in a car accident. I was kind of recovering from that. Um, so I wasn't in the best of spirits. And I was okay with this movie, like being like, okay, this is a little crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then the scene where Charlize will just say commit suicide while everybody's trying yeah. to take into the room because she's having hallucinations in, and she's crazy. Inside the mental institution. Yeah. That was where I was like, okay, this movie is done. Click. <laughs> and then... And then I missed the last half hour of the movie, and that's really why you should watch this movie. Oh, <laughs> the last half hour of this movie, oh my god, is the best. It is cuckoo bananas. Um, <laughs> it go- that's where it goes from, like... Do, do we even want to talk about it? We have to talk about it, right? Well, I mean, we all know Al Pacino is the devil. Yeah. Oh, what? Like, we, we already talked about that. Yeah, so we've seen the preview. We know the title yeah. of the movie. I don't think we should <clears throat> we should spoil the, like, why Keanu's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But there, but it doesn't end with a 20-minute monologue from Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It really does. It uh, ends up with another beautiful actress completely naked on Al Pacino's bed. Yeah, it really does. And the best part, she's ovulating. Oh yeah, they're going to breed. Oh my gosh, they're going to breed. Oh my gosh, that's a disturbing scene. Oh, <laughs> everybody, do yourself a favor. Go watch this movie oh. right now. It's two hours and twenty something minutes. You will not regret it. I By guarantee the way, it. While you're watching it, whether you're male, female, transgender, ambiguous, whatever, while you're watching it, the last half hour, just start thinking about like your relationship with your father. Whatever no. that may be. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, no. Don't. Yeah, you know yes. What? You know what? If you want to take her advice, go for it. Oh, I, you should. If you want to get the full experience. <laughs> if you <laughs> Steve is almost crying. Almost. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing movie. Definitely go check it out. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I so, I love it. It's so it's so well shot and yet so cuckoo bananas in every oh my way. God. It's so nuts. But like you were saying, uh, Al Pacino's office. He has this gorgeous piece of art behind oh, him. Oh yeah, I love that. Oh, we could put that above the head, the headboard here in the, in the <laughs> bedroom. To make it first, but yeah. <laughs> All right, find me a screenshot and I will make it for you, honey. Mm, okay. I got the paper yeah, machine. Yeah, here it's on the internet. <laughs> This is, this is, uh, oh my god, like, like, binding, binding, <laughs> If it's on the internet, it's true. <laughs> pending, like, no, that's not it. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Devil's Advocate, go check it out. Pacino is finest, Keanu is his finest. Shirley Theron at her most naked. Oh, she's so naked. Uh, uh, and, you the, see? And, and the other red-headed Danish chick. 
or I, I, I don't know her name. Oh, but she's, she's pretty spectacular. She's pretty spectacular. Although I say, there's a scene with um, the redhead Danish chick, and then there's also like an Asian gal, Giselle. Oh yeah, yeah, not that's right. she, like her name is Giselle in the movie. It's not yeah, I don't know her name. Yeah. or whatever. But um, she's she was stunning. pretty hot too. Yeah, I was like, damn, if three of them for like you know like like for an Asian body type because there's oh, different yeah, body yeah, types yeah, obviously. Yeah, oh. Totally. Hot damn! No, I'm sorry. My my reaction there was I was also thinking about the uh, the African American lady that was her Ooh, friend in this movie. She's hot too. She's all right, but there's the whole scene where like they were trying on dresses. And, you know, basically the ladies were all stripped down in their underwear yeah. and stuff like that. And of course, she's showing off her new tits. But she's like, oh yeah, they they look real, don't they? Like, yeah, they look like real A cups. Yeah. And she's like, no, give them a squeeze, give them a touch, you know. Yeah. He wants to show off his work, and of course, Charlize Theron's like, I don't grab girls' boobies. I'm just a girl from Florida. Uh, <laughs> I but feel then, like this is against my church. <laughs> but then she tries to like, oh yeah, but kind of feel like mine. Yeah, like <laughs> that. Mine are like two cup sizes bigger. <laughs> hey, uh, she's got a she she has a rockin' bod though. Yeah, she does. She does. They all have rockin' bods in this. So yeah, Devil's Advocate. Watch you know, it for Pacino the act. has a rockin' bod at one point when he. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that was the scariest part See, when I was like, it's gonna pan back to him naked. No! <laughs> it's gonna pan back to a three legged goat monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Devil's Advocate. Watch yeah. it for the acting. Stay for the nudity. Oh, yeah. Stay for the boobies. Oh, and just about the most quotable movie ever. Oh, my God. You will nev- not yeah. stop quoting this for a long All time. All the gold dripping from Pacino and Keanu's mouth <laughs> at any given moment is just amazing. Um, but yeah, go check it out now. Um, I you had a sheep amongst the wolves. <laughs> Ooh, it's a little warm in here, sweetie. Ooh, uh, so go for another drink. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so we're apparently experiencing a heat wave after here. I know many of. All right, so I say a heat wave here in the Bay Area. Um, <laughs> I, to be fair, it is the middle of July and it has straight up been 55 degrees for the last two weeks. Yeah. I've been wearing two sweaters to work. and so I know, sorry for us, everybody. <laughs> I know all of you out there are like, I'm going to slaughter you in your sleep. Don't complain about it. I'm not, except for now, it went from like 55 yesterday to almost 80, which 80 is a beautiful, wonderful temperature, except for when you're coming directly from 55. It's like... Oh my god, this feels like a hot box. And I know it's not. I'm not complaining about that. I'm simply saying we're a little roasty toasty. Indeed. So well, on that note, let's have a beverage. I have a beer for you, Swinny. It's mm-hmm. uh, from the Sierra Nevada High Altitude Pack that we got a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, this will be our third from that pack that we reviewed on this movie. It's the Six Rights IPA. Inspired Woo! by the Six Rights philosophy. The right thing for the right people. We made the right beer for the job. This double IPA has something for all IPA lovers. Big hop flavor, lively bitterness, complex fruit-forward hop notes, and just enough malt backbone for a pinpoint balance. Mm. Sounds good. That sounds delightful. Yeah, just one moment and I'll uh, get this open for you. Alrighty. Steve's reaching for our trusty bottle opener here. Mm. Alright, we got a cup. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Podcast Podcast is uh is a little bit nervous. We're pouring yeah. directly over him. <laughs> so this is like a warm like dark gold. 
color. It's really, really pretty. It looks like an IPA. Yeah, huh. it's like an IPA. It makes sense. It's got a, like a creamy colored head. It's a little darker than like an ivory. Yeah. I feel like a, mm. an off point. Mm -hmm. She's just, just with the tip of the head. Mmm. Nice and hoppy, florally, a little fruity. Indeed. Pretty much just got the hot head on that one, so I'm like, yeah, I'm just, just sucking a lot of head on this one. <laughs> mm. You know, I'm right there with well, Keanu, just getting guys off. <laughs> while we're waiting for the head to die down on that one a little bit, uh, would you like to hear some fun facts about this movie? Fun facts! So, Al Pacino was offered this movie. He turned it down five times. <laughs> five times he read the script and went, nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, he even recommended, uh, apparently he didn't think, feel like he could portray the uh, the devil well enough, because mm -hmm. he had never really done anything like that before, and so he recommended Robert Redford or Sean Connery to do it. Oh. How would that have been if Sean Connery were the devil? If Robert movie? Redford had done it. 1997, he was just beginning to become yeah. an old leather mitt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're talking indecent proposal, Robert Redford. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, look up a little bit. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh, Sean Connery's the devil. Where's he fuck? Everywhere. Yeah, that was a horrible impersonation. I feel like Sean Connery as the devil in this movie would basically just be him being Ramirez from the Highlands. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, you're sure you don't want to come up to my. I don't want to come up to your person. We're going to, you know, discuss your case. So, those in town. Russian from Paris. <laughs> Okay, uh, if Sean Connery had been on that set, how many sexual harassment suits and how many times would Charlize Theron have slapped him? Oh, oh my God, she would. She probably would have ended up suing him. <laughs> that, that that would have been like her claim to fame. <laughs> like he's the person that finally got a big settlement from Sean Connery. <laughs> uh, sexual harassment advances. Speaking of <laughs> what could have been, mm -hmm. um, any guesses on who was originally set to direct and star in this movie? Ooh, direct and star? Well, direct and then someone else to star. Oh, um... Uh, I'll give you a hint. Batman and Robin. Soderbergh? Joel Schumacher. Schumacher, that's it. Schumacher. Schumacher. Yes, yeah, Soderbergh is awesome. Yeah, I would say Joel really. Schumacher was originally set to direct this movie. And, you know, he did all the, uh, the, like you said, the John Grisham novels and stuff before. Like yeah. The, oh, my gosh. Pelican the Rainmaker? Pelican Yeah, like a bunch of those. Um, he was set to direct... And uh, playing the part of Kevin Lomax, the young upstart lawyer from Florida, uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, that would have been good, too. That would have been interesting. But then we wouldn't have done, oh, baby? Oh, no, I'm sure we would have. That would have been Brad Pitt saying it. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave, but does Brad Pitt have a Southern accent in that movie? I have no idea. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. Isn't he, isn't he, isn't oh, that's he, right. he, like like he a Yankee? Yeah, he's like a Yankee carpetbagger kind of guy or something. Yeah. I, don't know. Okay. I, I haven't seen that movie. But don't worry, there's a lot of carpetbagging in this movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another fun fact. Charlize Theron, in preparation for this role, uh, spent an hour a day over the three-month shooting period in New York with a psychotherapist to practice schizophrenia. Mm. Uh, she also had reservations about nudity, and this was this was another fun fact, um, and that because that's the exact reason she turned down Showgirls. <gasps> Charlize Theron turned down the role of Nomi <gasps> Malone in Showgirls. Oh my gosh, Charlize could have been Nomi. Yes. Oh my gosh, she could have been wearing the Versace. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, oh but, my god. 
I think it just came a little. Charlize Theron in a Paul Verhoeven movie. Uh, <laughs> that, that's not too late. They're, oh, both of them are still alive, yeah, right? Verhoeven's still around somewhere. That, I don't know what the fuck he's been doing it. for the past decade, but. I, I think he's just rolling in money and laughing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Total Recall. Oh my god, he probably got like a huge check from uh, the Robocop reboot, the oh, Total Recall yeah. reboot. And he's like, yeah, just keep rebooting that shit. Do another showgirl. <laughs> Reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's about all the fun facts I got for this one. But oh my god, an amazing movie. Ooh, right. How's that beer doing? This beer is delightful. It smells very hoppy, and the head was very hoppy. But when you drink it, it's got such a big, malty background on it. It really kind of counters it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me try some of this here. Yeah, a little spicy. Yeah. Yeah, a little spice, a little fruit. Mm-hmm. Like a... Um, a little alcohol burn. Gosh, I'm I can look, I can still like describing the fruit flavors, like uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, grapefruit or like, uh, citrus. Yeah, citrusy. I can do that. Mm, not bad mm. at all. Delightful. You should try it. Also crystal clear. It. Yeah, so, so crystal clear. A little, obviously a little darker, like an I, I, oh gosh, IPA, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's so darker than a Budweiser. That's right, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so what did we learn from this movie? Mm. I learned that the devil gets the fuck everywhere. <laughs> That's right. I've had hundreds of kids. <laughs> but you, you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, finish the story. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was that was an interesting choice. Oh. <laughs> oh, my wife just committed suicide. I'm covered in her blood. My mom was starting a story <laughs> moments earlier, and he just comes back, finish the story. On the other hand, I want to hear you say it. <laughs> on the other hand, that uh, that scene kind of almost felt the most human to me because it's like when something super traumatic happens, like your brain goes to like stupid places. Yeah. Oh, if you want to see Keanu like break down, like not have his Keanu face when he's breaking down, like all contorted and crying and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that. Heart-wrenching yeah. scene where Shirley takes her life. That's that's he, pretty. He acted the shit out of that. That's a that's a really good scene. But then he comes up and follows it up with finish the story. Oh, again, like <laughs> that just felt very human to me. Yeah. And and yeah, and his I mom just like, uh, no, I don't think this is the time. I learned, um, as I said, this movie's full of absolutely quotable moments. Uh, one of my I have I have several listed here, but the first one is the worst vice is advice. <laughs> and uh, I think that's when that's right it's when uh, the devil's convincing Shirley's to cut her hair the border town <laughs> the neck of the oh, border the neck town, of the border town. Uh, oh he's a charming little guy if he is charming forget how creepy <laughs> uh, no but he's charismatic oh yeah he's absolutely charismatic, charismatic I mean he's Al Pacino fuck that's why he's, that's why he's Pacino <laughs> yeah uh, I also learned it is better to reign in hell than serve in heaven hey, question yeah. mark Question mark. <laughs> also, I feel like this mo- movie kind of has a sequel bag. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Like, the, the devil's advocate. The, you know, the way you're talking about it, like the devil's loophole or yes, something like that. Yes, yes. And, if you see the end of the movie, you'll realize that there is technically a loophole with modern science. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, certain events happened, he 
Al Pacino's going to get his way either way. And so I was like, the tw- you know, the 2017 sequel, The Devil's Loophole. And <laughs> <laughs> ending. Um, also, Free Will. It is a bitch. I told you to do the right thing. I told, I told you to spend more time with your what? wife. <laughs> what? And what did you say? <laughs> and there's a part where it's like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> hey, but it, Keanu Reeves' voice was coming out of Pacino's mouth. And I'm like, yeah. wow, Pacino, that's a hell of a Keanu impersonation. <laughs> Ooh, the other thing I learned from this movie is that Al Pacino absolutely could be Keanu Reeves', Reeves father. Me too. In this movie, they do a really good job making them look similar. Yeah. Yeah, the the hair, eyebrows, I mean, their facial structures are kind of similar. Yeah. One looks, I don't know, 30 to 40 years older than the other, but, you know, makes sense. And the important thing is that we could redo this, but Pacino would have to be Keanu's grandfather. (laughs) Exactly. Ooh, and Keanu could still play Kevin Lomax because he hasn't aged a fucking day. Oh, my God. He's a fucking vampire. He's a vampire, exactly. By the way, so there's the meme going around of the Keanu Reeves vampire. It has the picture from oh, like yeah. 1700. From the Legion of Honor or We've whatever. We've seen that painting yeah. in real life. It's fucking and real. <laughs> we had not seen that meme, and we walked in and he was like, what the fuck is Keanu Reeves doing on the wall? <laughs> Why do they have facial hair? It's only fucking him. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like we thought it was a joke, like a pop art painting. And it's like, no, it really is a 1700s painting. Or no, it's like 1500s. It's a, yeah, say it's like portrait of the like Danish trade minister or something yeah. like that. And it's like 1526. And it's yeah. Keanu. Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Sweetie. Remember we were talking about the Highlander reboot? <gasps> yeah. I can only Keanu is Ramirez. Dude, they can only do one. They can only do one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So, bottom line, don't drink Budweiser, do drink Six Rights, and go watch Devil's Advocate. Watch it now. It's streaming on Amazon. It was on Netflix, I swear, about a week ago. Yeah. Uh, but it was on Amazon, so check that out. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free on Amazon <laughs> yeah. Prime Video. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Oh, you won't regret it. And uh, if you'd like to help us out, help us keep this uh, podcast going, be sure to stop by our link at eilfm.podbean.com. And I'll have all the links for, uh, like, our Amazon links. If you just find something on Amazon, go through the link. We get a, a few nickels and stuff here and there, but it adds up and makes it so, you know, I can afford to pay internet for the month and stuff like that. Don't make me be the only one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is... Everything, Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Go, go.